Welcome to Chef's Table. I'm Jim Coleman. My friends always have these amazing full pantries full of fruit snacks and crackers and fruit roll-ups and, I don't know, amazing food that we didn't ever have. <laughs> um, that would be where I would put my, the, the canning of, you know, natural preserves that I make. Salted meats that I, from the smokehouse, I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Whether it's big, small, empty or full, a pantry defines your kitchen. Catherine Cyberling Pond is an architectural historian. So what defines a pantry? I would say any small space that's usually off a kitchen, um, a separate room with a window for ventilation, uh, cupboards, counters, storage space. Um, it can also be a small space within a kitchen, like a cabinet or um, in more modern times, a, a separate little closet or part of a built-in cabinet. Emily Dickinson wrote in the pantry? Yes. Um, apparently, she has a cousin that um, wrote a letter into a, a Boston newspaper. And um, I quoted that from the book. Um, do you want me to read from that? Sure. Uh, her cousin, Louise Norcross, said, I know that Emily Dickinson wrote most emphatic things in the pantry, so cool and quiet while she skimmed the milk, because I sat on the footstool behind the door in delight as she read them to me. The blinds were closed, but through the green slats she saw all those fascinating ups and downs going outside, on outside that she wrote about. So um, from her cousin, who had this memory of her writing in the pantry um, behind closed doors, which is very interesting because we know Emily Dickinson didn't go out much. <laughs> she was very much tied to her house and to her grounds. And uh, the fact also that she wrote in the pantry or the kitchen on any borrowed scrap of paper, um, which is something I can relate to as a mother. I often get a, a fleeting idea and I want to jot it down before I lose it or can get to my computer. And I, I love to think of her doing that while she's skimming the milk. <laughs> And what about the butler who did it in the pantry and the who did it novels? Oh, yes. Yeah, that was a fun thing to f stumble upon because, of course, I'd always heard that the, um, the butler did it, you know, as being a common expression. But then I actually found um, some research online that someone had done about the earlier detective fictions. And um, then I happen happened to find on the front page of The New York Times um, an article called Butler Kills Employers about the... Um, stabbing of the two elderly Woodhouse sisters in England. And that just, of course, sounded like a, such a, a potboiler. And, of course, they were in their pantry when it happened. And in the 20th century, the pantry became kind of noted with children's literature. How did that come about? Well, I think the pantry is, has always held so, so much allure for children um, or anyone who likes to cook or store things. You know, it's like that little nook type of space that people love um, to have, whether they have a large kitchen or not. And I think a lot of children's writers um, were very descriptive about place and setting and what, um, what their characters were doing, what they were eating. And pantries, of course, were a great part of that because they were part of kitchens back in the day then. And uh, I think that just became a very interesting literary motif. Like, for example... Um, Laura Ingalls Wilder wrote about a pantry that Almanzo built for her in their house, in their first house together. And she describes it for pages in great detail. In South Dakota? Yes. And do you think it was because it was easy to describe? I mean, it seems like something that if you close your eyes...